Hi, good morning and welcome to the ZP vlog and podcast. So every Thursday at 8am we like to do a vlog and podcast um, about the news from Zimmer Peacock for this week. So I just want to say um, thank you for coming along this morning. Um, I'm sure we'll be joined by Aftab in a bit. And I just want to say thank Aftab for his um, comments during the webinar on Thursday. So every Thursday at 8am uh, many of you might know that we do a um, we do a webinar for the members of our ZP Developer Zone, and this Thursday was a little unusual because we were uh, in LA and I was doing it at midnight, and I think Aftab appreciated that, so it was nice to have the comments. So let me jump into this week. So we use this vlog and podcast as an opportunity to sort of um, talk about news that we put out you know during the week and so one of the pieces of news we put out in, during the week was a video and i'm really talking about multiplexing um and customization so a lot of the time at zp um, we do get a lot of questions from people saying i want to do a customization of an electrode um you know and that's um, and often, actually, I, I, I kind of feel like it's too early on. You know, people just drive straight into a customization or request for customization. And the problem I always have with doing customization early on is um, if you want high quality and low cost, you need high volume. You need high volume manufacturing, whereas customization um, itself means that you're probably low volume so you're going to have to have a low volume piece and therefore you have to, going to have to either pay high costs for it or um, accept low quality so i try to steer people away from doing too early customization um, and actually suggest that they take a look at some of our hyper value electrodes because when people need two three four five six electrodes we provide these hyper value electrodes in sheets if people request it and therefore they can just cut out the number of electrodes that they actually need so it's a long, sorry, it's a low cost way of getting to customization without actually having to do a custom design and a custom screen. I just want to say good morning to Ahmet. Um, nice to see you this morning, Ahmet. So that was one of the pieces of news we put out there this week, which is a video discussion about um, the pitfalls of customization and how to get multiplexed electrodes just by using a sheet of our um, hypervalue electrodes and actually just cutting out essentially what you need. Um, now, some other news there this, that we put out there this week is that Zimmer and Peacock will be going to um, Medica 2022. So I think in normal times, Medica might have um, attendances as high as 150,000 people. Now, this year, we think that the attendance was more like 40,000 people because, you know, we're on the back end or the trail end of COVID-19, unfortunately. Um, but Zimmer Peacock will be going to Medica this year. Um, it's a massive event. Um, there's there'll be at least you know there'll probably be like hundred thousand people there, and I think it's probably the world's largest show, sort of with a focus on the medical industry. You know, sort of by that I mean you know medical devices, medical diagnostics. I mean, if you visit there, there's everything from ECG um, sensors to beds for hospitals for to running machines and of course the diagnostics as well so Zimmer Peacock um, will be attending there and uh, if some of you are in Europe and hopefully um, 
you'll come along and meet us at Medica. Um, now, we're also attending um, a wearables conference in um, San Francisco. So uh, you'll see some various blogs and I'll comment on it today. We're in L.A. next week. I'm sorry, this week. Um, we'll definitely be back in California several times but um, this year. But we will be attending a um, conference in July um, in San Francisco on wearable um, technology. I just want to say good morning to AFTAB. Um, so we will be um, attending this conference and it's, as I, as this conference is, is called, um, Wearable Technologies Conference, then it is, does have a focus on wearables. And so there's a lot of activity in the USA on wearables at the moment. And, you know, Zimmer and Peacock, we do have a lot of programs with US companies, um, around the subject of wearables. And if obviously like Ahmet and Aftab, if you follow our blogs and our webinars, you know that you know, we're very active in wearables. You know, we have our micro needles, we have our EC, um, electronics, um, we have our fish tag projects. Um, so we are, um, very active in wearables. I even think that there's a, um, a PhD, um, at NTNU at the moment around bioelectronics and it might, it might, that's possibly on implantables rather than wearables, but you know, wearables is, um, a very interesting subject at the moment, whether it's um, transdermal using microneedles or whether it's actually sweat analysis, um, sort of using microfluidics. So we will be um, exhibiting there. Now, we've, something else I want to just discuss quickly, on our website this week, we just put a picture up of um, Evan and myself as the two founders of Zimmer and Peacock. Um, the significance of the picture is it was taken in LA so the background, if you're watching the vlog, is um, um, the Pacific Ocean and we're out on one of the um, piers. It's very rare that we actually do something other than work, but um, this quick picture was in some ways work. We were having a working um, dinner this evening, on that evening, and we were in LA um, to actually discuss um, with some potential partners how to grow the business. So we put as a tagline to this photo, you know, ZP is driving sustainable growth. And I think that, you know, what we mean by that is that ZP, we have a growth culture and a growth mindset. You know, we know that we have to, we want to keep on growing our business so that we can essentially do more good with the business and also bring in all the great engineers around the world who actually want to join us. And if you want to do that, then you have to be growing. Um, but we do now put this, you know, or have put the, the tag in front of it, sustainable growth, because, you know, we are also, um, environmentally aware, you know, we have sort of ESG, environmental, social and governance, um, in our mindset, you know, we want to do, um, good, we want to grow, but we want to grow in a sustainable manner. And that doesn't mean at the consequence of things like our environment, our food production, our, our water quality, etc., like that. So yes, we do have a growth mindset at ZP. We do it because we can means we can retain and promote the great engineers we have and the great scientists we have. And it also means that we can bring in other great scientists and engineers um, as well. But it has to be sustainable growth. Um, now this is also um, some news from Zimmer Peel this week. We've been invited. Um, by the University of Oxford, the University of Oxford's chemistry department, um, to exhibit 
um, at Oxford Botanical Gardens. So um, the Oxford Botanical Gardens in Arboretum apparently is having its 400, 400 year um, anniversary. Um, and as part of that, the um, chemistry department has been invited um, to do sort of what they call an outreach program. And then the chemistry department, as part of that outreach to, um, program, has actually invited Zimmer and Peacock because we make, um, we started off with a chili sensing uh, technology, then we licensed that quite a long time ago now. <coughs> we actually, you know, we're really happy. You know, we sort of sell quite a few of these um, these days. And, um, you know, so as part of that, we'll be actually exhibiting at the University of Oxford or at the um, Oxford Botanical Gardens. And we will be showing um, the chili sense in action there and doing live demonstrations. I think I mentioned in um, last week's um, webinar that we were also going to be ex exhibiting at the NEC, the National Exhibition Centre. That's quite interesting because it's actually a sort of BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation show. Um, and so we'll be exhibiting both at the NEC on the, at the BBC event. Um, if they find it interesting enough, it possibly appear on the news, we'll see. Um, and we're also then exhibiting at the Oxford Botanical Garden. So the food sense will be out and about quite a bit um, over the UK summer. Um, so I suppose I'd be talking about wearables um, a little while um, a little while ago, um, and saying, "Oh yeah, we're going to go to San Francisco and we're going to, um, to go to an ex exhibition on wearables there." I think this will be particularly relevant to people like um, Ahmet, who are interested in small potentiostats. So um, the potentiostat that we're showing on the vlog, if you're following the vlog, is a it's actually an easy flex in the box on this one so we've got an easy flex um, we make this 3d printed box um, available to um, people who have purchased it uh, so they can print this box out they can get these straps and they can they, they can essentially start putting sensors onto the skin um, now the thing about putting sensors on the skin is this box is a good proof of principle so it will really kind of help people tell their story do we think this box is perfect and can't be improved no but it's a nice little box that our engineers have um, developed you can strap it on the arm and it will carry everything for the easy flex and you essentially have sort of stepped one step closer to waking a wearable biosensor and i mentioned armet because He'll particularly like the kind of electronics um, that goes into this. I also just want to comment because we do this vlog and podcast live. We do it live every um, Sunday, 8 a.m. London time. I just want to say hi to um, Aftab and his comment about you'd love to see the chili pot on the BBC News. Yeah, that would be a bit of a coup. So we'll see, Ahmed, but at least we try. Um, and not Ahmed, say Aftab. My apologies. Um, and then the next piece of news um, from Zimmer and Peacock, we had quite, um, I would say, quite an intense um, ZP developer zone this week. Um, I did say thank you to um, Aftab earlier on, and I'll re-say it again, that he did note that we were doing this um, ZP developer zone webinar at midnight. Um, Aftab and I are um, often in communication. I know he's often awake at midnight. 
But um, yeah, we did the webinar at midnight because we were in, as I say, California, which I've commented on a few times, I know. Um, and this week we, we did, uh, we talked about the biochemistry of purine sensors. Um, and I'm just reading one of the, I was just reading a question, but we talked about the um, biosensor of purine sensors. We talked about lactate dehydrogenase. We talked about storing mediated electrodes. We talked about gold interdigitated electrodes. And I'm thinking of really stepping up the activity on gold interdigitated electrodes at ZP. Talked about copper electrodes and we talked about measuring redox potentials. Ahmet's asking how much time the sensor stays on the skin. And the answer is Ahmet. I think um, how much time the sensor stays on the skin is really the kind of application dependent. So I think, you know, if I was going to just talk more broadly than just sweat sensing, I mean, we at Zimmer Peacock, we do um, CGM projects, continuous glucose monitoring projects, and there the sensors stay in the skin because they're transdermal. You know, we're, we're doing that. Oh, we're doing that for something like two weeks. Things like sweat monitoring for athletes. I really think that we're only talking about eight hours. So um, how long do these things stay in the skin? Depends on the application and it could be between eight hours and um, two weeks, I think is, is fairly typical. So we did have an exciting um, webinar. Um, oh, oh, well attended webinar. And we did have a, look, quite a lot of feedback, feedback off it um, this week. And, and I think, um, yeah, yeah. So, so we're coming, coming to the end of this, um, of our updates for this week. But I just want to say a, um, a big thank you to um, Kensley and Neeti. We have a, um, a little, not a little, we have a satellite office in Swansea um, where, you know, we have a very good, strong relationship with um, the chemistry department at Swansea University. Um, and um, as part of that, we were also sponsoring their Innovation Awards. Um, and so a couple of our um, senior guys were able to attend and represent Zimmer Peacock there. And we appreciate them going along and essentially giving up their evening um, there. So if I was to summarise um, the news from Zimmer and Peacock for this week, um, we've had, personally, I've had a very um, exciting and very busy week um, visiting sort of LA. And that's really been part of our growth strategy. Um, we obviously are exhibiting a lot. You know, I've mentioned that um, we will be sort of formally exhibiting at a wearable conference in San Francisco. We will be returning to Medica. We've got some exhibits where we've been invited, which includes the um, the BBC's um, sort of um, food program and Gardeners World program, and we'll be doing our chimney sensor there. And we've also been invited by the Department of Chemistry at the University of Oxford to participate in the 400th um, anniversary. Um, at um, the 400th anniversary of the Botanical Gardens. And I'm also sort of giving a little, you know, video out there about the pitfalls of going for customization. And in fact, I do encourage people to think creatively on how to avoid customization, actually, because it's a difficult burden for a startup company to be working on a customized electrode. Um, and I'm also just reading um, Armet's comments about he's really interested in sweat wearable sensors. Cool. 
Well, I agree. I think sweat sensing is probably one of the futures. When you look at the kind of samples that are available to us as human beings, you know, you can have sort of tear drops is a sample that some people like to analyze. Saliva is a sample that some people like to analyze. Nasal swabs is a sample that some people like to analyze. Urine is a sample that some people like to analyze. Interstitial fluid is a sample that some people like to analyze. Then you've got kind of capillary blood, um, which is finger stick, and then venous blood where it actually gets drawn through a syringe. Um, and then there's breath as well. So I've listed out a whole load of scent, um, sample types there. But I think sweat is possibly one of the least explored, if not the... Yeah, the only thing that's, I think that's really monitored is sweat is you can diagnose cystic fibrosis from sweat. So I just want to say thank you very much to um, Aftab and Ahmed this morning. Um, this will become a podcast later on and will um, appear on sort of streaming channels there. Um, otherwise, we will do our webinar on Thursday at 8am. This time I will be back in London time, so no midnights. But thank you very much, um, guys, and thank you very much if you listen later on to the podcast or vlog. All right. Thanks very much, and um, take care.